by Dixon finding Smith. But Thomas charging through the midfield. Thomas, it's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. Hello, you're listening to the Steve Hall Collective, an Arsenal podcast. As part of the summer specials, as promised, I am back with Mr. Arsenal Winston to have another chat to keep you all entertained. Uh, but before we go any further, I just want to give a big shout out to a gentleman by the name of Brian Cahill, who's at, at Brian Cahill3. Thank you very much for the kind comments on our uh, last Ryan Steve had their say, Brian. Much appreciated, mate. And we are back. Um, so now we're back. So today, I think we're going to have a bit of a chat uh, about some Arsenal memories for you, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, and a few other things as well. Yeah. I've uh, just renewed my season ticket after a heavy debate about that. Uh, it's got a sweet FA to do with uh, what's been said in the paper, especially today about Rooney and because uh, he is talking nonsense about how much money he's got to spend. He wants to get stayed in the long term. If you've appointed someone, if you've been appointed by someone, you ain't going to go. You know, against him and say he uh, needs to be sorted out, are you? Well, did you um, uh, catch any of uh, Mr. Stuart Robson having his win John Talks fight this morning? No. Um, it was, uh, I would say, bitter would be about the best way to describe it. He was not particularly um, best pleased with the press that was coming out. What about him? About the signings of the likes of Rooney and people like that. And. Um, Fellaini and all that sort of stuff. And, what, was, uh, that, what was his point? Oh, his point was he said that you know he's never done it in the past oh, right. um, exactly. and he won't be doing it in the future. Exactly. Um, some of the bits I agree with, some of it I thought was a bit acerbic, but he's obviously got a bit of an axe to grind. That's Stuart Robson, aren't it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, the history does show that he doesn't do those sort of things. So, unless something's happy in there and something's really changed and he is under pressure to, to, to do something, then maybe he will. I think... This season, or next season, I should say now, this season as it is now, I guess, uh, with, with all the management turnaround and the top the top four, we're the only one with the same manager, it's an opportunity to really grasp it and take it on. Especially yeah. now we've got the special ones back, keeping his chin up. <laughs> yeah, crack coming out there as usual. Um, oh, listeners, I really, really wish you could just you could just see the picture oh, yeah, of Wade yeah. yeah. tapping underneath his chin. I'm glad I'll be doing that when he turns up. Going, hey, 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 Jose, mate, has your chin. Keep it up. But uh, it's an opportunity to really grasp it and take it on. But it, it, exactly, you know, I've had the season ticket 20 years now, so you know, I've reached a milestone with it. Uh, wife, yeah, no, wife, so it's about 20, 20 uh, well, never yeah. reached <laughs> what wife is. But happy 20th anniversary yeah, of your season ticket, indeed, mate. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, Perry Groves was on this morning and he was. He was hoping for the best, but he was going along a bit of a similar lines that it hasn't been done in the past, um, unless there's been a complete real change around within the thinking of uh, Arsenal and everything, that um, uh, he doesn't see it happening again in the, in the future. As he said, uh, Arsenal likes to go out and find players which he think he can turn into world beaters. And Schmack is a great example of that. <laughs> so is the Nilsson. So it's good, actually, they've all gone. You know, so at least you're saving a bit of money on wages there. What's happening with uh, Carlos Vela? Is he still under the radar? Uh, as far as I know, he's, he's, he's going out the door. So um, that'd be another one off, off the books and everything. But he was going to be a well beater too once upon a time. But... I think we've players been out on loan. I mean, we're paying, I think, 60 million a season on, on wages on all players that weren't playing with the club a couple of years ago. Yeah. So if we're saving money in that respect, 
all this money's got, we know he's got the money, we know the club, the club has got as money in the debt easily, we know, we know the resources they've got there. So we can afford these players, we can afford to pay these wages. If that's the way the football's moved on, right, like Wenger moved it on years ago, it's caught up with him, he's got, he's got, to, re, he's got to reinvent himself. So. Yeah, it's time to take that next step, step forward. I mean, okay, I'll put a, put a question to you then. If, and let's say it's a big if, but if he buys two marquee signings and wins a trophy next season or goes and wins the Premier League, will you, will you change your mind about him? No. That's all I wanted to know. Because <laughs> we should be doing that anyway. We should be doing that anyway. Yeah. As I said, only judging by his, his own very high standards, and I'm judging him on his very low standards since uh, eight years. You know, that's what he says. Well, it's it's a, it's a winner of opportunity for things to change around at uh, yeah. Arsenal for this season. So we can only hope, open well, play that it actually. Is, though, isn't it? it's, yeah. it's a chance to, to, to take the club and move on. I mean, you know, you think on the George Graham we went 89, and then uh, two years later we went only lost one game. He didn't kick that team on as such to become the dominant force the way the Manchester United were. Turned us into a cup team, you know, we were successful at that. But we never, he never kicked it on, and the Penguin hasn't kicked us on either. And that's what you need, it's like, you need something to kick it on to the next stage. Move yeah. It on. yeah. And we haven't moved on. All, you know, all this stuff in the new stadium, we know, they can afford it, of course they can, they're not bankrupts. You know, all that real estate around has been built up. Uh, that hundred million is supposed to come from the Ivory development, you know, the match revenue. Where is it? You know, thirty million pound and Puma now. Well, I say we could be completely blown out. Season, so you know, yeah, he, he, I he mean, might have too would... much. Perhaps he's uh, having a bath with all that money, or I don't know. He's having a bu- bubble bath with uh, not doing anything anyway. But we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Tells me about it. You know, it's sort of. It's just funny how so many people are actually come up, coming from the same inbook about this, about him saying, well, you know, he don't, he, he's never done it in the past, why is he going to do it now? And is, is Marianne Fellaccio, is he really the sort of player we need? You know, I mean, we, we sell a lot of wigs. Yeah. <laughs> you we just imagine like, that in the club shop. We've got like, we a lot of scousers going out with the Harry uh, Enfield sketch, you know, three scousers go to town. Hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. down. Uh, which brings us on to another... Scousers linked with us again today, exactly. Wayne Rooney. Well, I think you don't see United personally, but I mean, well, no, I'm United not a great fan of his at all. I just don't like no, his personality and attitude. No, but I think he's a great footballer. Okay, I won't, I won't take that away from him. I mean, you know, okay, I would say he was. I don't think he has been just recently, not anywhere near what he used to be. Maybe, maybe he's a maybe fresh challenge. I don't know. He may have or maybe he's burnt out. I don't know, but I just don't, I just don't like his his overall character. I understand what you're saying, but he's still a great footballer. But whether he would, is what we want, I don't know. I, I think he'd enhance any team. He certainly enhances the England team when he plays for them. Um, yeah, I think he, he'd certainly enhance Arsenal in his, in his present state. But um, whether he, he, he'll come to us, it, 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 I can't see it. Well, I don't think. As people said, he might be scoring against us. So, uh, well, I suppose there is, there is that point. Yeah. But I honestly didn't think he actually liked us as a club. So, uh, well, he does. It's not bad, that, though, is it? Well, no, that's true. I suppose it all comes down to money and everything yeah. else at the end of the day, which is, I think, it's a bit of a shame. The way football has actually gone. But there again, perhaps I'm just getting old, mate. Well, 
aren't we all, sir? Very true, which le- leads me nicely on there. I think we ought to discuss... Holy age, oh dear. Some of, your, some of your memories, mate. I mean, when you started... When you started following Arsenal, I mean, as you said, it's your 20th year now with, with a season ticket. Yeah. Did you ever see yourself really sort of, you know, doing the amount of travelling to go and watch Arsenal? Um, Always wanted to. Home and abroad, that, that you have done. Yeah, Always wanted to. Part-time being Chelsea fan. <laughs> Always wanted to, but never had the opportunity. But when the opportunity came up, then yeah, I took it. So how many of you sort of, you know, um, went out as a group to oh, uh, that, these, well, these games? It was just the three of us on the, on the uh, Who Didn't See trip, where I dense. That was uh, Captain Arthur Gibb and myself. Uh, and as I said, we met at Finsbury Park about 11 o'clock at night. I'm in an iron, we only had one ticket between us, I think, or two tickets, something like that. Jumped in uh, George's, Captain Arthur's lovely uh, Toyota Celica. Got the midnight ferry virtually, and we, that was it, we drove there. Managed to get a couple of tickets. Interviewed Johnny Jensen on the pitch. Did you? Yeah, yeah, well, George did, yeah. Well, he tried to, he had, he had his dictaphone. And every time he answered, asked him a question before Jensen could, could answer it, he interrupted him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the game today, uh, Johnny? Uh, well, uh, what, what, how do you think you played? And he, was like, no, he denied it, and when he listened to the replay, he went, yeah, you're right, I didn't get him to finish a question, answering the question. <laughs> Must have been a fabulous interview. What if that tape still exists anywhere? Oh, I think it does, yeah. <laughs> If it does, we have to grab hold of that and play it on here. <laughs> so the next one was the age. So there was, uh, I took the day off work with Dazza, who's in Australia, along with a Nipper. big, big, uh, big Millwall fan, but Millwall still fan. But he just liked to go abroad and watch Arsenal and you know have a bit of a jolly. Yeah. So we got the train down to um, Folkestone, and I think the other lot had to work in the morning. So George and his Toyota brought down again uh, Dernan and Nipper. Well, the thing was, they were like late and stuck in traffic, and I can't remember how we communicated. So I think George might have just about had a. I don't think he had a mobile phone. I'm not sure. I said, "What did we do before mobile phones came?" I know, I know. I'm breaking my brains about that one. Um, anyway, it, it, I think they said they're on their way. So they're not ambling around, you know, wasting a couple of hours. Then uh, the ferry's about to depart. Okay. So we're at the boarding gate. And I've just seen the motor pull up. So I've said to the, I said, look, hang on, they're, they're here, they're, they're, they're parking up. They said, we've got to go, we've got to go. So I've got one foot on the ferry, or one foot on the, on the, on the deck, on the, on the, you know, the, the mainland, as it were. Like, well, they're coming, and I could see them, like, they were like, you know, Usain Bolt, jump running up the long wall. Oh, just got on there. And she said, they're passports, please. And I put my pocket in, I didn't have mine. <laughs> so not only have I held the ferry up, a motor ferry with a lot of cars and like five, 600 passengers on it, held it up for four people. <laughs> I can't get on it myself. <laughs> so, what did you do? Waved them goodbye. <laughs> no, so, I think, what am I going to do now? So, I went back, I went walked around, went to the customs thing, and I didn't know in those days you can get a 24 hour parcel. Oh, because you used to get those cardboard ones with yeah. the, your picture. So and I could have got one sorted out. But I didn't know. But I didn't know I'd left mine behind. <sighs> right, so uh, I've got it done. And I'm waiting for the next ferry. So anyway, so on the, so, on the, we got, so we got a, got a train from Ostend all the way all the way down to the age. Yeah. Which is like going from London to Manchester. So. 
So were you on that train on your own then? Yeah, but there was a few nice little finnies to talk to and have a little chat, a bottle of cut of beers and you know, a few drinks on the way down there. So um, anyway, I got there. It's, I got there at half time. Right. Blimey. So, I missed both. I missed all the goals. <laughs> so, <laughs> five or six nil up. But not only that, as a cab took us there, it was like a battle zone. It was a riot. It was all the Ace fans were trying to attack the uh, the Ace um, director of the box because they were losing like six nil at half time. <laughs> I'm going mad. I've never seen so many ugly women in my life. Police women with Alsatians biting away. The cab driver shamed me so I wouldn't drop me off near the ground. So I've got a press pass. I've ambled up trying to avoid all these missiles. So can you just say, you've got a what? Press pass. Um, okay, who are you representing? Um, a local Greek paper. Ah, okay. Well, because you are totally Greek, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like kebabs. <laughs> so uh, even the cold on the following morning, when you can't quite finish it the previous night. Anyway. <laughs> so I've got up. These two, like fucking Jobsworths, Susan Language, would let me in. So I know where they're, they're like, you know, I've, I've come all this way. They don't know I'm there, yeah. But I know that they're there. Anyway, so they they took me around where the Arsenal fans are. So I've got in free there. Saw Eddie McGroll, McGoldrick's greatest moment, great, well, second greatest moment, scoring that magnificent thirty-yard shot. I think he fell over a blade of grass and tripped on his bootlace and a couple of his knee. So anyway, I've gone, game's over, it's all calmed down, the age fans have gone home, it's like this, all the battle zone has calmed down a bit. So I've gone back round to where the director's entrance in, it is. And it's these two same wankers there, aren't they, so they still wouldn't let me in. So fucking hell, I thought they're there, standing upstairs, they're getting like drinks and all that, and I'm out here. Yeah. I don't know where I am in the age, I know I'm with the crowd. So anyway, I walked a bit further down on the same side. And I've seen this gap in the uh, in the building where you can see the ground. So I've gone, take, you know, this, sort of done a sign language, not a V sign, but you know, I'm going to take some photos. And they've gone okay. So I've gone in there, jumped over the seats, run across, <laughs> and got in the you know the pitch entrance to the director's box. Walked straight, and I went, right, boys, and there they are, there, right, oh, great, oh, jolly. <laughs> so we're in the director's bit with all the Arsenal players, yeah, and uh, well, us idiots. And uh, that was it. It was just went on from there. Is this where your um, your photograph on on Twitter comes from? With no, uh, no, no. That was a cup final. That's that a cup, cup final. final. Ah, I've, got, okay. I've got loads. I've got photos of this. Especially if Nipper falling asleep in the director's bar because he drank too much. Well, if, so we're all, yeah, we're all round him. And he's, yeah, he's asleep in a chair, head slumped over. In the director's, in the director's at the age. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you explain that one? Well, we just. You know, <laughs> he's never bit. He's never forgotten it. So. <laughs> Oh dear, Nipper. But the other thing was uh, that this strange sort of voucher system, you get a drink, you can go and buy it, you've got these vouchers. Okay. Well, obviously, you know, they've got enough of us there. You know, this, 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 so this, I can't remember his name here, this Eau Claire or someone like that. George texted me ages ago, but I can't remember his name. Anyway, he, he sort of got a bit busy, he was like the manager, so he kept shelling out these vouchers, which is all right. So I've gone to the bar. And I'm standing next to the Merce and Paul Davis. Right, Paul Davis has got a, the tiniest glass of white wine I've ever seen. I, I don't, you know, I think a thimble would be like a pint glass compared to it. And the time he's picked it off up the bar and took the, the minutest sip, Merson's knocked back three lagers. <laughs> with one hand and a handful of vouchers in the other. 
Merson the Voucher King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we just got the podcast title. So, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not, you know, when he, when he, we won the, uh, the cup against Sheffield United, you know, he was on the, on the pitch doing all that. Well, that, I've seen, I've, on, on, yeah, I've seen him do it, so he's, he's you know, I'm saying I've seen him do it, you know, he's not, he, He's obviously not a rehearsal. It's not a rehearsal. One. It's a, it just comes natural to him. It's <laughs> like so, yeah, he's a handful of houses in his left hand. As I said, so the so Davies has literally, honestly, picked up the, the minutest glass of white wine at the bar. Just took the minutest sip. But it's like, <laughs> what do you want, governor? <laughs> so in this blow, anyway, I don't know. It's just, I got a little bit drunk. Dad's a bit too weird. Tell them we're a couple of chefs and whatnot. So next, you know, he's showing us around the back. Oh, around there, showing us where all the beer is, all the food, and then we've got a guided tour of all the catering bit. No. no completely mad. Mad. <laughs> so what time did it finish then? Well, I don't know. Something like that, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock. So we normally get the, the first train back, which is about four in the morning. Yeah. So we all bundled back to the, uh, the, the end station, and what was it? It's a load of bars. So we bundled into one of them, and this little lovely little woman in there, she was the manager, she saw like six big geezers come in and uh, didn't look, you know, she just looked at us, turned the music up, started, the beer started flying. So, uh, I think Captain Arse was on the table, singing along to the uh, Two Princes by uh, the, what they called the, uh, the Sword Doctors, saying, yep. you know, um, singing Johnny Jensen, and then uh, I think they were asked if the, if the Magnificent Seven theme tune was on the jukebox, because we saw scored seven goals. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were all singing and dancing until we got, got to the station. And it's still dark. The sun hasn't risen. So we got on this train, and then George has, Japs and Arse has run the length and breadth of the train, singing Johnny Jensen at the top of his voice. And it's full of like all these early morning commuters, and they look at us thinking, you know, this <laughs> And to look at George today, you wouldn't think he'd take boots or goose. I don't think he'd fit through the, 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 the width of the chairs now because he's so fat. But, um, so we managed, yeah, we like, off, off, I flanked out on the, on the sofa, on the sofa, on one of the bench seats. Oh, you were on a posh train then? Oh, yeah, but no, not quite. <laughs> so then we got back, got back to the ferry, we got the old little back thing back to. Uh, back to function but the gimp has decided to eat this continental style breakfast and I've just got this vision that's never left me of him eating a piece of fish in uh, gelatine cold of course with gelatine a bit like a roll mop herring type thing well no it, it, was, it was like a bit of poultry but it had like a you know, film of jelly on it and yeah. so uh, it, it's just bouncing either side of the fork as he was trying to aim for his mouth because he was so drunk he couldn't find it <laughs> So we got back home and then, stupidly to me, I've, I've, uh, I've had to work that night. So you I had to work that night? straight to work, yeah, until, until midnight, yeah. So you basically hadn't slept properly? No. And drunk an awful lot? Yeah. And you, you were chefing? Nothing changes. <laughs> I was going to say, what were you preparing that night? Uh, <laughs> Pot noodles? I yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I was the head chef, so I was just sat in the office, don't worry. But yeah, it was just completely mad. It was just... Uh, Losing, you know, not having my passport to stop in the ferry and then getting there at half time and all that. Shenanigans. Yeah. That's brilliant. That, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's, it's those kind of memories which I'm glad we're able to actually get down on, on the podcast because that kind of thing can get lost in time. And it's those kind of memories and stuff that maybe some of the new uh, Arsenal fans out there, wherever they are around the world, 
might take some time to have a listen to think, Jesus, you know, what a great time it must have been during that, well, that period of time with with that team, particularly well, with 20 years Mercedes. later, still sort of fresh in my mind, and all the silliness and the silly drunken behaviour and Merson at the bar, and uh, I said the Paul Davis thing. And I, I met Paul Davis a couple of years, he was bumped into him in a bar, and I tried to recount the story, but I was too drunk to really. Uh, um, describe it accurately so you must have thought who on earth is this for <laughs> trying to tell me about this and I if he's like trying to he just he, he, just was, very, he was very kind he was very sweet to me I've got to say he's, he's another you know he's like he, was he tolerated me yeah put it that way who yeah. is this mumbling bumbling idiot yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah try to recount that story to him and the way he just tickled me the way that the Mercer was with his hand full of these vouchers now one of the geezer ran out of vouchers I think they're all in Mercer's jacket pockets and trouser pockets <laughs> So, your next game, really, then, away after after the age, was what, was that the final? No, 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 it was Paris next. No, was it Paris or no, Turin? Turin you went to Trin. next, yeah? Turin, yeah. Turin. Against Torino, Turin, yeah. <laughs> Turin? Yeah, Turin, yeah, that was it, yeah. That was, that was quite, we got, it was a lovely, we, we, we stayed somewhere cheap. But that, that was another one that uh, never fell asleep in a bar and uh, but the best bit was the waiters were laughing at him and they don't want to got a bucket of cold water and throw it over his head <laughs> <laughs> but not only that we all pulled back to the room you know back to our room and there's and four of us in one room and Nick and Dylan because they smell in the other room but again in his uh, usual strange behaviour he to, decided to sleep on the balcony so he, he picked up the bed took it out of the balcony and then about half an hour later realised it's too cold <laughs> But we, we closed the door so he couldn't get back, back in that one. He was trying to get this bed back in, bash crack and all of it. He's like, completely ridiculous madness. And George, I don't know how he did that, he, he, he went to bed and he's fully clothed. The next thing I know, he's, he's got these windset pyjamas on, buttoned up to the neck. And I said, is your mum going to go and tuck you in the bed? Did he bring his teddy? He was, he was, like, he was like, I don't know, he, just, he was like seen from a film, he always like, you know, He's just got one of those unzipped suits yeah. and underneath he's got his full pyjamas on. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, we're all, uh, all messing about with, uh, we've all got press passes again. Also, that was the thing, yeah, we had half time. I can't all believe these, it. All these cheer bar rolls. Um, for days afterwards, all our jaws were aching because we hadn't eaten anything, we just had all these cheer bar rolls and everyone was like, all our jaws were aching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got a photograph tape, we're all bundled in the lift with... Uh, Stephen Meyer was there and the Merce obviously and uh, Tony Adams what do they all just turn out not you lot again no 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 they're, they're <laughs> this Italian bloke trying to get the lift they all told you to fuck off so we, we got it over there and, and then we had a little chat with uh, Anders Limper because he was on his way out then mate. yes he was wasn't he and we weren't out there he was yeah George was a great fan of Limper so yeah, so I, must admit, well, was, was I was always a fan of his anyway. I mean, I know he, yeah. he's, he's had his critics and everything, but I've always, uh, always a fan he's of that. Yeah, yeah, he, he come on and uh, he's like, and then we went over miles and some sort of thing. Yeah, you know, and I'm a great, you know, great player, bit of a, but yeah, Graham throws him out. And I think George was going to go and lump George Graham. The really? one press, one game I wasn't there. Uh, Gimp was there at this press conference, and he had to physically hold George Graham back, uh, George back from hitting George Graham. It got that bad, did yeah. it? Yes, we'll have to drag him on to um, to get his memories of that. So then after that was PSG, and then it was a final. So PSG, where was that? It was Paris, was it? Yeah. An interesting experience. Uh, yeah, it was. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, 
Dee's called Russia, he got very ill, very sick. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that cunt. <laughs> He's not one of your favourite people, is he? No. No, no we'll move no, on from that uh, then. Uh, but the following day, he's a bit hungover. This geezer out in the street was playing some sort of like. It sounded like a Chinese machine, you know, like these ones that you wind up. Oh, like the wind up musical yeah. type boxes on a, on a single stick type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And because we drank the, drank the uh, mini bar dry, and George was really upset because he didn't know there was a mini bar in his room. <laughs> 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 so, I've woken up very early with this ridiculous noise. But one good thing out of that, we finally got back, we got back to Calais or somewhere anyway. We're waiting to board the train, so there's a Mackie D's there, you know, we can get happy with them, we can get a, a beer with it. So I thought, yeah, I've always thought that, you know, have a beer, buy the taste of all that crap. So yeah. we've gone off somewhere to get something or other. Next thing you know, Rush is sitting on his own, he's not the best looking fellow, he's like him, Rush. He's only got, him, got us invited to a party. No. So, well, we had to turn it down, we had to get back, because we had this, like, fixed ticket or something. Yeah. So you almost ended up at this party Some as well, party, then? yeah. If you'd gone, you may never have come back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, PSG Paris then, and then yeah, finally, the final. Yeah, yeah. The final. final. Yeah. Can you remember much about the final? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah loads. Yeah, well, that's when I barged into their party, didn't I? We talked about that. Yeah. So I thought we pressed fast and we photo. That's my Twitter picture of Kevin Campbell and Ian Wright myself. Was this the place where they had the shoes? And you had to show you, yeah, yeah, throw right, your, yeah, your shoe bar, into bar a... Yeah, in Copenhagen, if you, if you have a quok... You have to take your shoe off and put it in a basket, and they suspend the seat, and you have to wear this uh, like woven shoe that they give you. you know? So I've got, I've got a great picture. So I'm going to give with a Viking hat on and the shoe with a with a, with a I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, Copenhagen was also remembered for um, other things as well. What was your overall sort of experience of Copenhagen? I mean, did you? Which is really like oh, I'm getting yeah, confused on that. Now we're talking about the first one. So, what was your overall opinion then? Of... It was brilliant. A great sign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've got a minibus. Uh, Dazza joined us again. Um, and I kept taking photos of where he was sitting because he was covered in crap and litter and rubbish like that. And then Dern flew over. Dern flew. Yeah, exactly. Dern <laughs> flew over, but didn't have a return flight, so he he come back with us and. Kidding him around, he had to hide him under the seat and you know, smuggling back in the country. We'd rather have left him behind, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was all right. That was a funny one. So, uh, I mean, we did go into depth. That's last... Gimp and I fell asleep outside the bar when using Oh, this is when you were asleep on yeah, the floor using, outside. Using the scarf that his mum knitted in for the uh, 71 Cup final as a pillar. We weren't quite on the pillow, we were a little bit south of that. It was, yeah, so it was a strange. I think Rush has got that further. I know we touched on um, you getting in to uh, uh, see all the boys at that final, but um, we didn't go totally into too much in depth on it. Can you just sort of explain how well, you got Well, it was, it was, because we used to get the press passes, so we, you know, we had access to loads of things, obviously. Um, anyway, it was really good. It was a good experience to sit in the press box and listen to complete nonsense that these people actually know that they're paid professionally to write about sport and then they really don't have a clue on them uh, and also really more or less write the same thing all sitting like looking over each other's shoulder copying each other to write the same thing so like basically being in a class with a load uh, yeah. in English and watching a load of people copying basically, everybody yeah. else's says <laughs> oh dear but we thought for the for the final against Palmer that we'd uh, uh, we'd sort we'd 
get the atmosphere and be with the home crowd. So we did, you know, all, all the crowd and they give them a bad shout all the Arsenal fans saying that uh, they weren't singing loud enough and they don't deserve to be there. And he's an Arsenal fan? Yeah. So uh, That must have made him popular. And I just thought I just wanted to go back. Yeah, I knew I just wanted to get back in, in the press box thing afterwards. So I just walked around and grabbed the press pass on this fellow who was leaving. He said, can I have your press pass? He said, no problem. Put it on his shirt and walked straight through. So they did the same, various other people leaving and just followed him. So we got, I got into their private party, the actual private party. There was George Graham, there was uh, Pat Rice, Bob Wilson sitting down. Yeah. And then all the Arsenal players at the other, um, the other side of the, the room with Eddie McGoldrick standing on the, on the table mimicking George Graham at the training ground with perfectly the voice, everything brilliant. Really? <laughs> Bain was seen with Shelby's medal, he had it in his toilet bag and he showed me his medal and the photograph was taken right because he wasn't playing with Kevin Campbell and yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I've seen a couple of photographs of uh, bits by the lift and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the Trin one. That was, oh, that yeah, was yeah. the Trin one, yeah. Okay. What was the actual atmosphere just to watch... Uh, an Arsenal team celebrate that was brilliant. winning a brilliant. trophy and you were in there in the party watching these boys yeah, fantastic yeah. I mean is, is there any way you could describe it in words well I don't know it was just a pleasure to be there it was, it was really good they just asked them to autograph my programme yeah there wasn't any programmes given out so I've got a fully autographed programme by the side squad and, and Bob Wilson I, uh, still got it oh I have it yes I <laughs> My mate's come authentic, okay, it's not, you know, it's not made up. Yeah. You won't be able to it. He's written rocks here, like scribbles, but there are all the signatures of the entire squad and, and George Graham and Bob Wilson. Well, I say with the with the photographs you've got, you can more than authenticate. authenticate so what time did you not finish that? Can you remember? Uh, I don't know, I think we got back down until about six. <laughs> Basically time to go then. <laughs> I had to drive all the way back. So what do you, uh, looking at what, all the games that you've, you've travelled across to see and everything else, what would be the worst away game you've ever been to? I don't know. Um, well, in, ter- in terms of disappointment, probably, probably the Galatasaray game. Maybe all the, the violence and, and the result and the way we played, probably that final was, was a poor final. Yeah. Um, you the, other, the other final when we, you know, with that naive mind, that wasn't. We didn't play particularly play well, and that was bizarre. That, that, that the final, the, the start of the France, uh, the sort of part of the France, because half time they come out with this Evie Spaniard, so they're playing rounds over Gotha. So we looked up, half the crowd jumping up and down, seeing Evie Spaniard, sort of their voices having a great old time. So we thought, oh, what are the paper us? Is it going to be, you know, picture boys? what we see one nil to the Arsenal or yeah. nil or sailing by Rod Stewart <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry say that again <laughs> sailing by Rod Stewart <laughs> that well known Arsenal anthem tune <laughs> so we all indicative of English football players each other, said, what the fuck is this about yeah. and of course it all went quiet and then the stupid fucking French voice come with it this music is for everyone. You know, oh, that sounded more German than French, isn't it? Yeah. And we're going, it's got enough to do. So they're all going mad over there, like the Spanish. Great song. It was a great atmosphere with them singing. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go, oh, they are saying, oh, they are fucking saying. <laughs> so I, I think there's it, 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 a conspiracy there was against us to win that fight. 
Well, yeah. Um, not even falling over his boots and then all those silly part-time people with the spuds and then using that, you know, as a song we weren't even playing for and was brilliant until Mr. Ron Reed picks it up from the 18 yard box, run the length of the pitch, banged it in the back of the net. So yeah, have some of that. Indeed, that's yeah. Up, yeah. But um, I enjoyed one game we went, we went to, uh, went to Cologne. And we were playing Borussia Mönchengladbach in Cologne because their ground wasn't good enough and uh, Stefan Evenberg was playing. He was uh-huh. really, we had press by George and I went. But they, they said, just walk around the pitch. So we just walked around because they've got you know, the athletics tracks and stuff. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So we didn't have a seat, we just walked around. We watched the game, we just walked around at different vantage points. So I watched it at high level, it was brilliant. Really? The pace of that ball in the first touch, you, you don't see it on the set, you know, yeah. the, you know that, that close. And Effenberg destroyed it as he was doing. He was super, um, really good game that day. Um, yeah, we drove in there, we had a great time. Uh, went in this bar and these Germans, obviously, clocked us with a couple of English and you know, getting the spears and stuff. Told us where the latest whorehouse, you know, the local whorehouse was, you know, different floors for different races. <laughs> but he said the German ones at the top because they're the best. I went, all right, mate, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> but not only that, later on, we, we played Cologne there. We played by Leverkusen, we played staying in Cologne. Um, Matthew, uh, he found that uh, with Nipper, he found that whorehouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Nipper, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we found fast asleep and, uh, in a strip bar in Prague, we played Prague there years ago. Yeah. He, he got the army, he got, he got a, uh, a mat with a porn guy to Prague. He got the up with Daz and I, jumped, got flagged the cab down, left us walking, and you know, the, you know, he had the ops for this, whatever was going on. We found him asleep in a bar. Yeah, he's a stud, I'll tell you, mate. I'll tell you, he's been asleep so many places. <laughs> I, I suppose um, the one that was disappointing with me would probably have been the Champions League final. Well, I agree with that, but, but you know, the Galatasaray one, with the, you know, Copenhagen was a great city, we look forward to going back there, all that violence is going on, the performance of the team, Petit didn't look particularly interested, it just, it, 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 I don't know, it was a bad final, it was a bad day, it was a bad game, we didn't perform particularly well, Champions League, at least we, you know, we scored a goal, yeah. you know, we were down to 10 men. I think he made the wrong substitution. Maybe he should have, you know. Anyway, uh, Henri should have scored that goal. I thought I, I thought he shot too early. Could have gone two 0 up. I don't think um, Barcelona would have come back. No. Um, it's a great experience get being there. I know what you're saying about not winning it would have been is is this. Is this well, losing any kind but of final is If you but... compare the two days out, the two games. The two experiences, I think the, the Galatasaray final was by far, by far the worst game. Was it a nasty atmosphere before you even arrived then? Well, it was a, a big punch up, wasn't it? All those, um, you know, it, was, it was local German Turks versus local local other Turks. So, um, yeah. I mean, a few of the Arsenal got involved, but most of the Danish police tenders were the normal Saturday night, really. But it, it just, just, the atmosphere wasn't right in there, in the crowd. And I said, I don't think the players performed. There was something wrong on the pitch. So it was just basically you could just feel it. The whole yeah. day wasn't going to be wasn't going to be great. And of course, we all know what happened afterwards with the press and everything yeah, else. Exactly, but that, yeah. that's for another day. Well, the press, you know, you know as I said, you know, I've sat in enough press boxes, listened to what they, the questions they ask, what they write, you know, it's a bunch of zeros. Yeah, but uh, and it's well, being polite. When we get um, uh, a couple of the other boys on, we'll uh, we'll have a uh, more in depth on on uh, what happened in that. But uh, we'll we'll park that one for oh, the moment. Right. Um, 
the other thing I was going to can you remember your first ever Arsenal game Go actually going to the stadium now I know that's a lot to ask funny because somebody tried to uh, um, look, somebody asked me the other day could I remember because I know what game I was at and all I can remember is the noise I can't tell you anything that happened on the pitch I remember a dreadful game I did go to with uh, giving his uncle Peter I think it's January school holidays I think it's Burnley oh what a side yeah <laughs> And it was a horrible, grey, rainy January day, and we sat in the uh, we sat in a West End and had wooden seats with canvas sort of like padding on it, and we almost went down that season. It was a, a terrible season, seventy-four, seventy-five, something like that. I remember that was a really, really dark day. Yeah, yeah. And Peter played for me again. Yeah, very nice too. Thank you. And can you remember your most favourite home game of all time? Oh, there's too many. Far too many. Uh, I've been too many, mate, too many. Uh, yeah, there isn't one that particularly stands out in your mind. Well, I don't know, you know, it's like the other day we talked, the last Bobby spoke about that, that goal by Tony Adams, that left footed volley with that, you know, the midfield linchpin of. Uh, Steve Bold. Um, Henri scoring that goal uh, against Tottenham. You know that. That victory against Man United with that great goal by Vieira and that header by Platt. Yeah. But also it was a midweek game against uh, Manchester United, and uh, Canada got sent off for challenging Adams. I thought unfairly, to be honest. You know, I'm not a great fan of Canada. I can Bit overrated, um, yeah, because he never did it for the French team, so he's never that good, I don't think. Yeah, we talk about people go to the theatre tourists, they don't know much about football, do they really? Well, so, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the atmosphere there was, was it, it wasn't long after the North Bank at home, though, and it would settle down on that. It was always a little bit of a funny place for a couple, and this is why it sticks in my head. The atmosphere was nasty, it was. I say nasty, but we were not. We were nasty. The entire Arsenal crowd were nasty. They were like, Ugh. Yeah, it's you lot. Yeah, but I think Paul Scholes opened the, the score. <coughs> uh, I think he looked surprised because he, you know, <laughs> looks like the ball's in the back of the net. He thought, I don't think he meant to do it, but he anyway, scored. But, um, yeah, and then the calendar channels Adams, he got sent off. I think it was a draw the game. I can't remember on the top of my head. As I say, I'm not a stale, but I remember that. Midweek game, remember that? Yeah, you know, just the atmosphere was really, it was almost like it was like we'd arrived, you know, North Bank opened up, we arrived, it sort of settled down, and yeah, know. yeah, but it wasn't just there, it just seemed walking to the ground afterwards, it was like, Ugh. yeah, it was a case of let's show me who we are, yeah, but also that, uh, that game, show Wednesday when uh, uh, yeah, was on the bench and he and he booked him off the bench. It, it, Taking off the bench and he turned the game, grabbed the ball, bang, wallop. Yeah, uh, yeah. These are the sort of moments we talk about. Many think about the, the Wenger era. Those are the sort of games that we used to have on a regular basis that we don't have anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, it does seem. I suppose the best way I can describe it now is from 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 the games that I've been to at Highbury and the finals and everything else. It's it almost it almost has a bit of a plastic feel to it now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know whether that's maybe because I've just got a bit older and cynical or not. I just don't know. It's it it's realising that passion that you sometimes used to get at Highbury in a place would really be really be rocking. Yeah. But I've I've never experienced that really. At the, um, at the apart from um, when we were up for, for the last game um, and it was noisy and it was far noisier than I think I've ever heard the place uh, before so that other was you know uh, perhaps this, a bit more of this arsenalisation or whatever it is might, might help on, on that side but um, yeah I think it's just you know if only we could have bottled that kind of atmosphere and then you'd be able to share it with Arsenal fans of today just so they can knew what, knew what they missed. Well, the problem is there's not enough Arsenal fans to go to the new ground because uh, it's going to be a natural wastage. Um, well, apparently... Um, this and is, also, uh, you know, you're putting red action down the opposite to the away fans. It, it, it's stupid, isn't it? You know, it should be next red door. Red quadrant, really. yellow quadrant, all that stuff. It should have done from the beginning. Uh, why? Yeah. why it should be all this, you know, numbered of the bars rather than actually saying, you know... It, this is like I don't know the Dennis Bergkamp ball is that and the pictures of them arsenalised the ground which yeah. Is, you know. yeah yeah totally totally agree with that yeah and the saddest thing I mean um, listening to um, Tim Payton who was on um, our um, podcast um, the other night and he said that the average age of a person uh, who's a season ticket holder and and also or a silver member um, which I've got mine today so I'm very chuffed about um, but apparently it's foot the age 48 it's not quite sad isn't it really well you, you can afford to go for yeah well that's where it will come you know, down a to it's a wonder a day has a wonder at least yeah oh god oh, yeah you take a couple of kids yeah. not too much change out of a, about a week's wages really no, is it exactly yeah well is that it? Because um, I'm getting first things. You've got to get to the bar somehow. Oh, right. Well, on that note, Ray, thank you very much for sharing your memories Pleasure. today. It's been uh, an absolute joy to listen to, uh, to to your talk about some of the stuff. I'm not sure where the rest of the um, some of the Chapman boys will be chuffed about some of their history coming out, but it's brilliant. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> well, boys, you know where Ray is if you want to go and have exactly. a word. Uh, so, in the meantime, uh, I hope you people are enjoying your summer. Uh, you take care of yourselves, and uh, thank you very much for listening. And as always, from Ray and myself, keep it Arsenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be Arsenal. Awesome.